Are you anxious? Stressed? Mind racing? Do you have trouble sleeping? Are you looking for healthy ways to cope? Join Speedway Jefferson, certified mindfulness practitioner and lawyer, and learn to apply mindfulness meditation to the challenges of everyday life. Harness the power of mindfulness meditation to live and work to your highest and best purpose, starting with just five minutes a day. Hi, and welcome to Mindful in Five, where we learn how to apply mindfulness meditation to the challenges of everyday life in bite-sized episodes for people with no time, perhaps just like you. My name is Fiwa Jefferson, and today I have a very special guest, Dr. Paul Shealy, who will talk to us about how to lead your mind to brilliant results. Does he not look brilliant? Um, Dr. Shealy is CEO of Shealy Learning Systems and Shealy Business Mindsets. He has influenced a diversity of organizations through his work in problem-solving, creativity, communications, accelerated learning, and leadership development, all the things. As the CEO of two companies and a consultant to other businesses, he actively applies his expertise to advance, progress, and overcome challenges. Dr. Sheely, welcome to Mindful in Five. Very good to be here with you, Speedway. What a joy for me and an honor as well. Thank you. But I think what I also heard is that you, you're saying these three brain circuits are in charge of my thinking, my feeling, and my behaviors. And I've got these built-in systems that protect and, and provide these mechanisms that protect me. And I've always thought of self-sabotage as being a bad thing, but it almost sounds like you're describing it as if, as if it might be a good thing. Am, am I like off in left field or am I understanding you correctly? You're spot on. If you think of a power strip that has a, a circuit breaker on it so that when a power surge comes through, you know, the back end of that, what happens is it trips that circuit breaker and protects the equipment. So if you could think about these natural responses to stress as being a protective mechanism, so when we have a strong fear at the level of our gut, like, I'm not going to be safe here. What will people think? You know, I'm going to get kicked to the curb. I'm going to lose my tribe. What will my family say if I do this and I fail, right? That's at the level of the heart. Or in my mind, I'm not worthy. I'm not sure I can do this. Am I really qualified to do such a thing? Those fears, when they come through, they're guardians, they're at the threshold of something you're attempting to do or something you're facing, some challenge you're addressing. And that guardian is standing there with hands up saying, do not pass. And, you know, it's a little scary when those fears hit us, but really they're not trying to send us home. What they're trying to do is they're trying to say, hey, look, if you're going to go forward, you've got to be all in. So make sure this is something you want to do. 
And so this the circuits or these protector mechanisms are always looking to our past, looking to the mistakes we've made, the wounds we've incurred, the the errors of judgment or leadership that we made, and they just keep bringing it up to show us, you know, maybe you're not as good as you think you are. And we have to be able to confront that, check in with ourselves, and say, at least I can take one next small step going forward because I know that's where I have to go. Many of us stop on, you know, we know the first couple of steps to get to our goal, right? One, two, or three, and we can see our goal clearly, but between here and there, there's this big abyss. And that abyss looks like a a, a dark and foreboding unknown. Like, I don't know what step four is going to be or step eight. That's okay. You don't have to know. You'll know when you get there. Just be the best version of yourself. Just step forward. Find out what you need to do. Find out what you need to learn. You can do this. And so we start working with these protector mechanisms to expand our comfort zone rather than to shrink our comfort zone. We expand into further capabilities with a courageous commitment to continue to develop our competence, our ability to accomplish what we need to in the world, to realize our high dreams, to really go wholeheartedly into our lives. That's where we need to be in the world today. This is a time of a great turning in human history. Have you noticed? (laughs) Right? So we all need to step up our game. We all need to show up fully and wholeheartedly and realize we're here for a reason and we can rely on that higher intelligence that's guiding us to go forward into our lives courageously and boldly and make the difference that we're here to make. Well, that is just brilliant. And um, I, you know, for anybody who has uh, a copy of the book, Mindful in Five, you know, the, the, the concepts are divided into three, I call them seasons, dark, dawn, and day. And the idea is that in in that dark period, that is where your reptilian brain is in full force, right? Something really bad has happened. You lost your job. You had some really big stressor that just sort of came and blindsided you, knocked you off your feet. And how do you crawl out of that space uh, in order to get to sort of the ideal sweet spot, which is what you're describing, which is that learning mode where you there there's there might be tension there, But it's a healthy tension and it's a healthy tension that is encouraging you to step forward to take that fourth step and that eighth step because you're not so paralyzed that you can't function, but you're also not sort of sitting in your comfort zone where maybe you're not really learning, you're not really growing, it's maybe kind of boring. And so I'm just listening to the parallels and and fascinated uh, to hear that. And so that takes me to my next question, which is, so when I am stressed or overwhelmed, these circuit breakers are going to disconnect me, right, from the power of my greater potential is essentially what you're saying. But what I need to do is to not have that happen. So how am I supposed to find out then what I'm capable 
of achieving if I'm shutting down from the inside. Yeah, it's really helpful if you can take a little quiz to understand what your pattern is, your tendency for disconnect. But I also want to say that in the moment where you're starting to feel or sense that feeling of overwhelm coming in, it's at that moment that you need to pause and take a breath. You know, breathing is the invisible link between the mind and the body. So if the mind is overwhelmed, it's going to halt the breath and it's going to affect the body. We're going to go into a cortisol stress response, right? Or if the body is stressed, it's going to affect the breathing and that's going to affect the mind. So in either case, it's the breath that is the mediator between the mind and body. When we focus on the breath, we immediately come into what I would refer to as the here and now. So right now your body's breathing. It's been breathing you this whole time, but have you noticed it? Maybe you feel it in your abdomen, maybe your chest, maybe your shoulders. If you could just focus for a moment on the touch of the breath in your nostrils and just feel that flow. And in the transition from the exhale to the inhale, let that be smooth. Don't let it be jerky or hesitant, but just let one breath flow into the next, like a wave, a continuous cycle of breath. And then the final piece of that is to allow the exhale and inhale to be of a similar duration. Now that actually brings us into the present moment. You can't even be thinking of other times and places if you will feel that touch of the breath and you'll know you're okay. You have a feeling of agency or efficacy. You can do something. And I actually say there's a three-part process, the breath being the third. The first, take a breath in, let your shoulders drop as you exhale. That immediately creates a sense of safety. So that reptile complex goes, oh, no imminent threat? Okay, I'm all right. At this moment, I'm okay. And then get a slight hint of a smile on your face. Smiling has been researched a lot, and it immediately triggers a lot of internal, internal neurochemistry that creates a sense of calm throughout your body. So if you relax your forehead, your eyes, your cheeks, your jaw, and just get that hint of a smile, just a hint. Immediately now you're safe and you're calm. Then you go to that breath, feel the touch of it. Let it flow smoothly, evenly. And that's all it takes to reset. And I teach people to do that in less than 90 seconds really can take about 30 seconds is all. And you know that whatever you do repeatedly becomes the mind's habit. And so if you could remind yourself to do this every time you're getting that feeling of overwhelm, take a deep breath in, let your shoulders drop, get that hint of a smile, focus on the breath and the nostrils. 30 seconds, you're good. And that, of course, trains your brain to respond completely differently. You are now an autonomous, personally in charge of your neurophysiology. You can't always control the circumstance around you, right? Yep. But you can absolutely direct your response. 
Your first response might not be under your control because it's automatic, but you can now take charge. Well, this is brilliant. And it's brilliant because there are, you know, every meditative technique I have ever practiced, researched, seen, you know, there is so much focus on the notion of the breath. Mm-hmm. And I have said, um, I, I was I was teaching a group of women at a conference and I was explaining to them that, you know, when when you are focused on your breath and your breathing, you cannot feel fear. And I got some skepticism, <laughs> but we try. And I, I also got skepticism when I told them that we we're going to practice without music and without distraction. We're going to do a five minute meditation. And they were like, what? We're gonna, what are we going to think about for five minutes? But it was funny because we, we, I walked them through this, I call it a tension exercise where you, you inhale and you tense every muscle that you can identify in your body. And then you just let it all flow out. And we started with that in our five minute meditation. And at the end of that five minutes, not only um, did they suddenly believe that you could spend five minutes in silence with your eyes closed but they they just every single one of them applauded when I said, so how did that feel? And I think it's so important because breathing sounds like such a simple thing, but I love the way that you explain why it makes such a difference. And the fact that I think it's true that, you know, if you're alive, you're obviously breathing, but how often do you really think about what's happening in your body? How often do you really focus on the breath within you? And I find that starting every morning with just from that calm space allows you to process so much more clearly and to think so much with, with greater focus and clarity about whatever's coming to you over the course of your day. Beautiful. Yes. If you can start the day in that calm state and then establish your intention, how am I choosing to live this day so that at the end of the day, when I reflect on how it went, I'll say, I did good. There were some highlights and there's also some insights, some places where I fell off the wagon, right? But I was able to get back on. And it doesn't matter how many times we fall. It's always about how many times we stand back up again. So the simpler you can keep it, the better. And I really love the way that you phrased it. Um, It's the breath that is that invisible link. If you could come back to the breath, that's wonderful. It's always going to guide you. And here's another little tidbit. When you're really really under duress, when it's coming down, the storm is hitting you hard. Just focus on the inhale through your nostrils, exhale through your mouth, and think this, no thought is more important than this breath. No thought is more important than this breath. And what you'll find is you have a capacity to compose yourself, to bring the full measure of your resources back online, where you can do the problem solving, where you can get yourself out of the pickle that you're in. 
recognize that you have choice. You can do this. You see, when we upregulate the brain, then we get to that sense of safety, calm, balance. We can then see we have choice. And then finally, that prefrontal cortex, that part of our brain that sees the big picture, really connects us with our, I'll say, divine intelligence, then at that point, we have hope. Even in the darkest hour, we can hold an image that gives us hope. And hey, you know, when the tsunami is bearing down on us, it's very important (laughs) that you do. Well, I think that's true. I think that's absolutely true. Well, Paul, this has been a wonderful session, and we are going to continue this discussion next week. So listeners, I encourage you to tune in with us next week with Dr. Paul Sheely. Thank you for listening to Mindful in 5. If you enjoyed it, follow and rate it on your favorite podcast platform or on Trustpilot.com. Get your copy of the book Mindful in 5 from Amazon.com or MindfulIn5.com today. Visit MindfulIn5.com to download sample chapters of the book, watch videos, connect with the Mindful in 5 community on social media, and more. Until next time, be mindful and be well.